Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith, offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Angela Buckland, and as always, I am beyond excited to host today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to an episode of Beyond Sunday that is a little different today. Today, we've got a special episode queued up for you. We recorded this episode live at the Rooted Girls event, Rooted 2023. It was a girls event, middle and high school students that are our student ministry put together, uh, we wanted you to hear what God is doing. God is moving in the hearts of these young girls, these young women, and we had a panel. Um, I'm joined by my friends Emily Dickinson, Belle Pulliam, and Lisa Breedlove, and we talked about something that we all struggle with, no matter what age, comparison and envy. And so we wanted you to hear what God did through that event, and we hope you enjoy it. You are here to be a part of our live recording of Beyond Sunday at Rooted 2023. So I'm really excited, really honored to be here with y'all this morning. My name's Angela. If I haven't met you yet, I host Beyond Sunday, and we are going to have a conversation today that is something that we all struggle with, a universal struggle, no matter what age you are, no matter where you are in life. So uh, I'm going to let my friends introduce themselves here. We'll start with Belle. All right. Good morning, everybody. My name is Belle, and I'm from the 211 campus. So shout out any of y'all. And I'm so excited to be here with y'all. So yeah. There's a lot of 211 people. I'm a 316 girl. My name is Emily, and I'm 24, and I've been going to this church. Actually, this was the first room I ever came to a Bethlehem service almost 10 years ago. So that's me. I'm Lisa Breedlove, and I'm from the Oconee campus. And I'm very thankful to be here today. I'm a mom. I have three kids. And then maybe you also know my husband is the other Spencer, um, a little older than the 316 Spencer, and he's bald too, so. (laughs) Ladies, I'm so, thank thank you for being a part of this conversation. When I heard uh, what we were doing, what the student ministry had planned to have a conversation about this topic, we we agreed this was the topic that, uh, that we needed to discuss. And it's something, like I said earlier, it's something that we all struggle with, uh, no matter what age we are. And it is Envy and comparison. So I know that when we say the word envy, it's kind of a, it's, it's an ugly word. And I don't think that many of us would readily admit that it's something that we struggle with. But it is. It is, is we are all broken. We are all born into sin. And it is something that we struggle with. And it's something that I think as long as we're on this side of, of, of heaven, In this world, it is something we will continue to struggle with, but we can walk in victory as Christ followers. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, We see examples of envy, which is jealousy. It's another word for jealousy. Um, We see examples of this all throughout Scripture. It is, the Bible is, is 
riddled with stories about people, actual people that struggled with this because they were looking at their brothers or sisters and seeing things that they struggled with or that, that they had that they didn't have. So it's rooted in comparison. It's rooted in this idea that, oh, God is blessing this person, or I see this, this blessing that someone has, and I want that too. And so we compare. We compare our situations, and it and makes us feel envious. So if you've been a part of uh, Bethlehem Church, if you've been attending, oh, we're in the middle of a series called Chasing Peace. And Pastor Jason talked about this um, a few weeks ago, and the scripture comes from James 3, and we're going to read this. It's going to be up on the screen. Um, James 3, thir verses 13 through 18. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Okay, that's verse, verse 14. Underline that, write it down. This, that, that one's important. They're all important, but this one is one we're going to focus on. Do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. So ladies, we're going to talk about envy, talk about where we, uh, where we have struggled with it. And the verse here is really clear that we don't boast about it or deny it, but that freedom is found in confession. Mm -hmm. Confession and repentance, admitting it and asking for God's help. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. So we're, what do you think is at the root of envy and comparison. And feel free, anybody can jump into this. Um, I just think it's not truly knowing your identity, which is something that Miss Kelsey touched on yesterday. Yes. Because if you don't know who you are, then you don't know like the purpose that you have and just the the cost that it that he had to pay for you. And it was it was a lot. So just knowing um what he did for you, because that's how much he loves you. You just have to um, believe that for yourself. Yes. Yeah. I think if we just back up for just a second, um, as we enter into this discussion, the word comparison means identifying similarities and differences. Mm. But where it, it gets twisted then is when we focus on that yeah. versus um, celebrating instead that we are different, yeah. and it goes back to being uniquely created yeah. and understanding our identity in Christ. And I love the book that Kelsey read last night, and the Wemmicks, that was the whole thing. If they just understood, they weren't made to have the same abilities, to have the same look, yes. to have the same gifts, the same talents and abilities. That's the same with us. Yeah. God created you unique to be different from everyone else for a reason. And if that's what we could focus on and celebrate, then I think we don't get caught in that trap of yeah. comparison. That's so good, Lisa. That very well said. Um, yeah, I think at the root of envy and comparison, so the root is envy 
which makes us compare, that it's insecurity. And I don't care who you are, how old you are, where, where you live, it's insecurity is something that plagues us all. And not knowing who we are in Christ, Bell, you said that really well. I love that. Uh, because in this world, this is where I'm going to get a little, little nerdy for a second, but in this world, we kind of think in terms of scarcity. Mm-hmm. So think about your siblings. Like if you have siblings, you know that there's donuts on the table, right? And you think if I get, there's only one of the favorite kinds. Say you guys all like blueberry cake donuts, which is, I'm, I'm using this example because it applies to my household. <laughs> everybody fights over the blueberry cake donuts. And if there's not enough for everybody, they want to be the first to get it. And there's that, that scarcity mentality, right? Like there's not enough to go around. And we think that that's how God's kingdom works. We think that that's how God is. We think that he doesn't have enough or have enough resources and that he's going to run out. But, the, but what scripture tells us is that there is abundance. God, Christ came so that we may have life and life to the full or abundant life. And so there is no scarcity in God. And so we think that if he blesses someone in a certain way that there's less for us. There's less blessing for us. So let's talk about how you have struggled (laughs) with envy. And it's okay. Like we're going to, you know, we're going to get real here. We're going to talk about where, what, talk about a season of life where you really struggled with it. Maybe it's now. Talk about that. Yeah, we're going to get real, real. Go for it. I feel like I'm in it right now. Yeah. I feel like, which is hard to say because it's easier to be like, I've been there. Oh, I've been there. And this is what God did. And it was amazing. And it's all good. And I'm perfectly fine. And I am. And I love my life. But then there's just this time where you like look around and it's just what Jason's been saying of you thought your life was going to look a certain way. And like, I remember in high school, it's like, you think you're going to have a boyfriend by a certain age or you think you're going to have da 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 And then you think you're going to know exactly where you're going to go to school when you graduate. And like all these things keep happening and you feel like you're catching up to your own life. And I feel like for myself, I love my life, but there's those days where you're like, am I supposed to be somewhere else right now? Am I supposed to have something else? And you look at your friends and you're like, I don't have that. Should I have that? I should have that. Why do you have that? And I don't have that. So I feel like there's just that season now where I just feel aware. It's almost like you feel aware of your deficit, even though it's not a deficit. Mm -hmm. Like it's not like you're without something, but it feels like, am I? Am I? You know? Yeah, that's really, really good. And you think, if that person has that thing that you want, well, God, do you love them more? Yes. Is that your favorite? Do you have favorites? Do you play favorites? Or you question? Those are the things. Those are the, those yeah. are the questions that you ask. Yeah, what did they pray that I didn't pray? Yeah. Or what did they or, like? What you, they do that I didn't do? Yeah. yeah, do you like them better? Which scripture clearly throughout, all throughout the Bible, there is multiple times God shows no partiality. Mm-hmm. There is no favoritism in Christ. We are all one in Christ. So... Again, that's that worldly kind of fleshly mentality that we have to look at someone else and compare and think, oh, well, you must be blessed or favored or, or you know, have, yeah. have, have, a, have more of God's love than, than I do. But scripture does not, scripture says the opposite. So is there any other season, like you, Emily, you talked about that now. I think, you know, when we're young, um, we all struggle with envy in a different way. But as a as a an more mature lady, <laughs> um, older you can say older. I'll say older. Um, you know, there's different seasons of life that I look back on and I think, oh well, you know, I, I envy women who are younger than me, or 
you know, more beautiful or whatever. There's that feeling of, of that sense of, has life passed me by? You know, there's that, that every time you're in a season of life, there's going to be a temptation to look and see. I know there are women who have struggled with infer- infertility and they look at women who have been able to have children and they're, they feel like they're missing out on that season of life too. So ladies, y'all have any other seasons you want to talk about? Yeah, so I just wanted to start off by saying, um, I heard Bob Goff, I think is how you pronounce his last yeah. name. And he was doing a podcast and he said, God does not compare what he creates. And I think that that is so powerful because it's only us who's doing the comparing. He sees mm-hmm. us all the same as his daughters. But it's just hard for us sometimes yeah. to really accept that. Yeah. But he wants us to know that he doesn't compare what he creates. Um, and then something that I've had to learn is just envy whenever it comes to others' gifts. Yeah. Because you can look at somebody and they can be like a great singer, a great athlete, a great speaker. And you're like, "Uh uh-oh, am I falling behind? Like, what? (laughs) This is a little bit nerve-wracking. Like, I thought that this was my gift, but, like, she has it better than I do. Um, So what's going on? Yeah. But in Romans 12, which is so cool, like, even how you were saying Pastor Jason has been speaking all this, um, it's talking about how... Um, in Romans 12, verse 4, it says, For each of us has one body and many members, and these members do not all have the same function. Because you can't have a functioning body with all the same parts. You have to be different, and you have to embrace those differences, which is hard, but it's so worth it in the end to see it all come to fruition in the end. Yes. I think, um, just tagging along with what you were saying, Belle, that that's it, that we need all all those different parts. We, we, it, it's not going to work if we're all arms or yeah, just we're all arm. legs. <laughs> I mean, plus it look weird, but yeah, you know, and I think back, Angela said it very well um, as she started that it doesn't matter what age, ladies, it, this will still come back yeah. as a struggle in some form or fashion um, just because we wrestle against um, the flesh. Yeah in this world while we're on this side of heaven. And I I know maybe in my teenage years, it was um, now I'm adopted. And then about four and a half years later, my parents adopted again. Mm -hmm. So um, my younger sister, she was 5'10". She was very athletic and I wasn't. (laughs) I'm definitely not 5'10". And so, you know, she had those gifts and I just remember wasting so much time and it really is a waste of time when I was dwelling on I can't be a track star and high jumper and I'm not good at basketball you know because I'm short I wasted time thinking on those things instead of thinking what has God gifted me for what is my purpose in the body and what what does he want for me that's different from her Oh, so All good. you can do. I love that. Thank you, Lisa, for saying that. Because as you're talking, as a mom, I have three daughters. And um, I, I look at each one of them, and they're all so unique. Even though they have the same parents, they're growing up in the same household, they are so all uniquely gifted. And they're very different, very different. And I look at each one of them and think, it's like, it's like asking the question, what's more beautiful, a mountain or a beach. They're both incredibly majestic. So 
and so beautiful, and God created both of them. Mm-hmm. And comparing one to another, it's, it's, it's foolishness. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So you're asking the question, like, what's more valuable? What's more beautiful? It, you can't compare them. There is no mm-hmm. comparison because God created both of them, and they're equally beautiful and blessed. So, so we've talked about what that we struggle with it. And I hope that that's not, I hope that by us saying that, that you see us up here and we're a little bit ahead of you guys in age, in seasons of life, and you hear us say, oh, we still struggle with it. I hope that that's not depressing or I I hope that that doesn't um, create a sense of like hopelessness in you that you think, oh, one day I won't struggle with this anymore. It just looks different. It looks different in seasons. But the cool thing, the, the most beautiful thing about being a Christ follower for me is that even though I struggle, even though I live in the world, and Jesus said, you will have trouble. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So even though you struggle and even though you wrestle with these things, you will have victory in Jesus. Mm-hmm. In Christ, we have victory. And so I want to talk about now, we've kind of set up the, 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 the struggle. Let's talk about overcoming it and living in that tension. We, we live in the world, but we don't have to be defined by it. So what, uh, what you ladies jump in, feel free to talk. What, what has helped you? What has been the most important thing about uh, overcoming and having victory over this struggle? So I'll say with the gift comparison, um, something that is super helpful, but really hard is to just encourage them, but mm. not this encouragement that's like void and empty, but like a true encouragement yes. that you just want the best for them because you know that God wants the best for them. And that's hard. Yeah. It is so hard, but it almost helps you instead of trying to have somebody else's plan. It frees you up to have your own. And then God's like, okay, like, here you go. Yeah. Belle, I'm going to jump in. This. You're talking about the difference between like flattery, which is empty, yes. empty praise, flat, the difference between flattery and then true godly spiritual encouragement, which is building each other up. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah. Um, I would say like, I feel like it's a really corny Christian answer, but you have to like, if, if we really do it, it's knowing the truth. Yeah. Yes. And no. I feel like I heard it my whole life, especially in middle school and high school of like, know what God says about you, know what God says about you. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I don't know what he's, what does he say about me? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, where do you find that in script? Like, what, is there certain Bible verses? Is it the whole Bible? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And, um, but I would, as someone encouraged me a long time ago, you stumble on a verse you don't believe and then you sit on it until you do. Say that again for the people in the back. Yeah. Say it. Should I yell it this time? Okay. <laughs> yell it. From you say, Okay. Um, but you find a verse and it's not that you're looking for it. It's not like that. It's not like, well, where it's, where is the verse that you don't believe and you sit on it until you do. And for me, it wasn't anything specific to my identity, but it was, it was, I, I remember reading Jeremiah 29, 11. A lot of you probably know it by heart, but it's for, I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you, not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future. Yeah. And I didn't feel like God had a really awesome future for me. Like I didn't feel hopeful in that. We can't cry on podcasts. This is live. Don't take this out. <laughs> it's okay. Um, we can cry on podcasts. But I really just didn't. And I don't know why, but I was like, I just was dreading the future because I thought my best had already happened. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I felt fearful of what God had for me because I didn't think it was good. And so I felt like 
Mm-hmm. When I started sitting on that for a while and noticing what God did have for me in that moment, celebrating it, it started becoming not even about me at that point. It just became about how good he is to me and I could trust him. And I feel like that's when it switched for me. It stopped becoming about what I didn't have and it became about, again, it sounds really corny, but it did become about who he was. And that, again, changed me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was a big one. That was a big one for me. That's so good. Yes, I would echo that, Emily, and what you were saying that God's word has to be our plumb line, yep. which is that's the standard. Yes. That's what we go back to. And um, actually, it was Paul in 2 Corinthians. He wasn't talking about necessarily the struggle with this um, envy and comparison of people's lives. He was talking to the church in Corinth because there were false teachers. Mm. But what he was saying to them applies here because he told them, he said, if you're spending time comparing, it's unwise. You're without understanding. He said, you have to have understanding. You have to have the wisdom that comes only from God, Mm -hmm. from his word. So um, young ladies, you have to be in his word. You have to be reading these scriptures so you find these truths these nuggets of wisdom that you can hold on to and claim, like Emily said. Yes. And you're going to hear that a lot, ladies. You're going to be in church, and you're going to come here, and you're going to hear your Bible teachers, your group leaders tell you all the time, read God's Word, read God's Word. And it can almost become kind of a, like like Emily said, you just, you hear it all the time. But it's, the reason we say it is because it's true. Yeah, practically even speaking, like we were talking backstage, like something I really struggled with for a long time was was anxiety. Yeah. And the Bible yeah. says, for who the sun sets free is free indeed. And I remember I would start feeling anxious and then I'd be like, oh my gosh, it's back again. I thought I was set free from that. And then that verse would pop in my head yes. and I had to train myself almost to believe it and like trust in that moment. No, God said I was free. I don't have to put up with this. That's I'm right. done with that. That's right. And then, okay, I am not a person with, a, with fear. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. Scripture also says, and what you just did was an example of taking our thoughts captive and making them obey Christ, which is what also scripture that if you know the word, you can recall it and you've got to get it in your hearts, in your minds so that in those moments of temptation or struggle or strife or anxiety that you are able to pull it out and be able to speak it and talk to yourself. You're able to replace. So I'm, I'm thinking I'm less. I'm thinking I'm not good enough. I'm thinking that I don't really have a purpose. We replace that instead. Yes. Right. With truth. You're replacing the lies with the truth. And you ladies, we, we are all lied to so much. The enemy lies. He is the father of lies and he lies through media, social media, uh, other people that speak things over us that are not true, that unfortunately they believe about themselves and then they'll speak it over you. So it is our responsibility as daughters of the king to go to his word and read what he says about us and replace those lies with the truth. Um, I heard an example like this. So our um, envy kind of like wraps around us and you're kind of like stuck in that for a little while. Kind of like if, I don't know if y'all are familiar with like the snake and the anaconda. I know they're really yucky, but um, you're kind of wrapped around it in that lie and you can try to, like, set yourself free, but it just keeps on getting tighter and tighter. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like just saying these positive affirmations. Um, not to say that they're bad or anything, but the one thing that anacondas are susceptible to is alcohol. 
and our alcohol that we can put on our snakes is the truth, not of this world, but of God. And that will, that is the thing that sets you free, like all of y'all are saying. It's his word that, that truly gives you freedom. Yes, yeah, his word. There's power in his words. So I love this. I, I, so ladies, again, you're going to hear us say it over and over again to get his word. Scripture says, hide. I've hidden his word in my heart that I might not sin against him. So I, I want to encourage you, again, if, um, if you need a Bible or if you need help reading the Bible, if you have questions, it's okay. I love what Emily said. That's why I had to repeat it. Um, it's, it's good to wrestle with Scripture. It's good to read things that you read it and it doesn't make sense to you or you don't believe it at first. That's telling you something. That's an area of a, either a stronghold or a lie that you believe that the Lord wants to break you free from. So that's important to do, to read scripture every single day. And I love what Kelsey taught yesterday. What that was so good. The book that she read um, is a book that um, I've read to my kids. Um, and you're never too old to enjoy it or to let it minister to you. But going to the, the woodcarver, Eli, and spending time, that's God, but allowing him to remind you who you are. It's so, so important. So one thing I, I think we, we can really do in practice is to help each other. When a friend, when you see a friend, maybe you're the friend or you need reminding, uh, Belle, you talked about uh, the difference between flattery and kind of empty praise and actually really building up and encouraging. I have friends in my life that love Jesus and remind me when I'm believing a lie, they call me out on it. Yes. And that is so important. Ladies, you, as you get in the word, you are able to help your friends. If they start believing a lie and they're saying it, you, you have authority in Christ to help them see, hey, you're believing a lie right now. That's not what God says about you. So that's important. That's what we, we need each other to do that. Mm -hmm. So I want to encourage you as daughters of God to, you're not just doing this for yourself. You're doing it for your sisters who are sitting next to you and need that truth. Right. We've said that we're all struggling with it. So iron sharpens iron. Yes. As, as you need the accountability, so do your friends. Yes. Help each other. That's right. And it's really practical. Like, I mean, Haley's probably in the room. I've got like, I know there's people that are my, like in my inner circle, like that I spend a lot of time with. And it's not like this blatant lie necessarily. Right. It's, it's, not, it's so subtle sometimes. Subtle. Where and like it's Kelsey like, said yesterday, yeah. she said it always has a little nugget of truth in there. Yes. yes. Or it's like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I pray. Like, I love to pray, but I'm not like that. Like, I don't, I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not one of those prayer people. And then right. they'll be like, that's a lie. Are you kidding? Yeah. And then it's never like, okay, Emily, now that's a lie. Yeah. Like, we need to, we, let's, it's very much just like a good friend being like, Emily. Yeah. We don't do, that's not who you are. Right. Are you kidding? Have right. you seen this, this, and this? Like, this is what God says about you. And then we move on, and then it just, like, corrects that's this right. thing. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, uh, something so simple. That's right. There's no shame or condemnation. No shame. Uh, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So we don't make people feel stupid. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, you're dumb for thinking that way. It's, hey, catch that. Catch that thought, and let's, let's believe the truth instead. Let's yes. choose to believe the truth. Mm -hmm. So Kelsey read last night. She read from Psalm 139, and... I want to uh, just go through that with you. And the words are going to be on the screen here, Psalm 139. And this is such a great, powerful, 
passage of scripture that we can come back to when you're struggling, when you are not sure what to believe. And scripture, there's so many pages. It's so, it can be, it can feel overwhelming when you're like, well, I'm not sure what to read. This is a great passage of scripture to come back to because it reminds us who we are. And this is, this is King David talking to God about what God thinks of him and how he created him. So we'll read this together. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I am awake, I'm still with you. So God never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He created you. He loves you with an everlasting love. Ladies, do you have anything else you want these these lovely, beautiful ladies to, to part with today? I just wanted to say, like, in the Bible, sometimes you really have to dig to know the meaning of what it's actually saying. Yeah. But whenever it comes to our value, he always makes it so simple for us to understand. Like, in the beginning, after he created man, he said it's very good. Very he didn't good. make, like, this complex, so I think I like it. But maybe <laughs> he said good. it's very good. In this know. verse, yeah. <laughs> but in this verse, he says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that's just so, like, simple. So it's so easy to just be like, okay, like, whatever. But you truly have to believe it and just, yeah, yeah crush the enemy. That's awesome. I think that, um, yeah, that, that one more thing that I think we could remember besides, um, first of all, going to his word, um, is choosing contentment mm. Mm. and um, being caught in the, the comparison trap and cycle of comparison. It really robs your joy. Right. But if we That's can right. learn the lesson of just being content, which is a lifelong lesson. Again, right. it's seasons, y'all, that, that he takes us through and grows us in that. Um, but I just, I thought that would be a good word, you know, to look up because yeah. You're really not going to find a lot of verses if you're trying to look up comparison. Right. Um, but yes, you can look up envy and things like that and jealousy and look up words of truth about your value and how you were created and how you were made and your purpose. But I think another good one to look up is verses on contentment. Yeah. 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 And I would say for myself, like when the rubber meets the road, you said at the very beginning, I feel like coming full circle, it's the power of confession. Um, and I think if we do it, it's just telling the truth. And so I'm, I'm saying you're going to not only tell the truth to yourself and to your friends, but I think that the hardest one, weirdly, he already knows everything, is it's telling God. Yeah. And so, like, practically speaking for me and maybe something that you can try is I do say I'm insecure. And you feel that need to hide from that from yes. God because you're like, I should be thankful. I'm supposed to be grateful. And, yeah, I do want to be grateful. Yeah. He, he knows, though. It's going to be yeah. fine. So I'll just— pray and say, Lord, like, I really, I do feel like you've forgotten me. Like, yeah. I do feel like I, I'm, I thought I'd be in a different place. I want to be where you have me, though. Yeah. And then I'll tell a friend to be like, I'm struggling with this. And then let, invite them in to say what they know is true. Yeah. Invite them to encourage you. And the best part is, is like, 
even when they call you out on where you're not right, it's in love because they're saying, that's also not you. Yeah. Like, let's grow in this area because you're actually supposed to be stronger here. So it goes mm-hmm. in both ways, love. But I'm just, I would say confession, like you said, is yeah. the big one of just telling God the truth and admitting it to yourself and the people around you that you trust. That's good. That's, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that back around because that verse uh, from James 3, uh, James 3, 14, do not boast about it or deny the truth. There's freedom in confession. There's freedom, and that's what we wanted to do here was, was just create an atmosphere of freedom where you can, a lot of times we feel like we have to come to God as we ought to, yeah. as we should, as we think he wants us to come to him and clean ourselves up, but he wants you as you are because he's the one that transforms you from the inside out. We can't clean up to come to him. He's the one that does the work inside of us. So come to him as you are. What an awesome thing to be a part of this past weekend, the Rooted Girls event. That was our first ever girls event here at Bethlehem Church uh, for middle and high school girls. Our student ministry is just amazing, and we love them. We love everything that they're doing. We had 150 girls here at this event, plus 50 volunteers. So for that being our first event, we were so honored to be a part of it. Love what God is doing here. And if you want to find out more about our student ministry, check out their Instagram, Bethlehem Students, uh, so that you can stay up to date and uh, stay involved with everything that's going on. The way that we ended that morning, we asked the girls to tell each other something that they loved about themselves, how God made them. And then we told them to tell their friends, their neighbors, what they loved about each other. And so we just wanted to end the, end the morning with encouragement, building each other up, not just empty praise, not just flattery, but building each other up in Christ because they are bombarded with lies. They hear lies on a daily basis. And so we wanted our girls to be strengthened and encouraged and built up. And so it was just a really cool thing to be a part of. If you've got middle school and high school student girls, or boys, send them to Bethlehem students. They are in good hands there. So we hope you enjoyed that episode. We sure did. We love doing it. We hope it blessed you too. And as always, if you have any questions, please feel free to email us at beyondsunday at bethlehemchurch.us. And all of the links and everything you need, all the information will be provided in the show notes. And take care. God bless. We'll see y'all next time.